0: Hi hi hi! You're welcome to the first episode of Hughes Combos. Yeah. So, like I said, I'll be having different topics that we're going to be talking about to help our spiritual growth, and we go together. And so, I'm going to start uh, first off with a very very uh, popular uh, something. I mean, that's common to many people, especially if you grew up in the. Pentecostal circle, I mean, I, I have an Nigerian background and I grew up, I mean, I was born again in this a very strong Pentecostal circle, but um, over the years, uh, communicating with people and talking with believers, I realized that most people go through this same set of issues. Uh, so one of them is what I'm going to be talking about today, and that is, what do you do when you haven't heard from God? Some people have this—I mean—have this thing that bothers them because they feel like they haven't heard from God. They've never heard Him talk to them before. Um, they feel less of a believer. And sometimes, when you grow up in this very strong uh, Pentecostal background, uh, in um, especially in Africa or Nigeria, you get pressured. You, I mean, especially if you—if I mean, you go through—I uh, don't know if any of you have experienced this. I've experienced this. I've seen this happen many times where you're around um, uh, Pentecostal, charismatic Christians and every time in prayer meetings, every time around people, you start hearing things like, God told me I heard God's voice there. He told me to do this. He gave me this instruction. Or somebody comes up and then says, I I had a vision and I saw God, I saw Jesus. I I saw something, I heard this. And I mean, if you are a believer who's not had this kind of experience, you feel pressure amongst these people when everybody's sharing this, or you hear someone say, God told me this is my ministry, I heard his voice, God specifically instructed me. Some people even go as I mean, tell things like, Oh, God told me where to go to, I heard his voice. I, oftentimes, when you hear them say they they heard his voice, you hear words like, I mean, it's always like a diatonic, Oh, my son, or my daughter, it's always one dip by it's almost never a female's voice that they hear, but I'm just I'm just kidding about that. But yeah, you find people saying, I mean, throw things like that, and if you're a believer, you haven't honestly, and you know sincerity, you never had that experience before. You kind of feel pressured to want to have such experience, and as time goes on, you start judging your uh, spiritual walk. Based on that, you start feeling less of a believer because you haven't had the same experience that they had. And especially when you hear somebody telling you, God spoke to me. How do you recover from that? I mean, how do you beat that? Somebody heard the God who created the universe, the one who made everything that we have to do, the one who created human beings, the one who is almighty in his nature, speaks to one person. And then that person says, i heard from God. And you feel pressure especially if you haven't had such experience before. And I have seen people, I mean, pull out of church because of that, or pull out of circles because of when they come around and they keep hearing how everybody's sharing a vision, everybody's sharing a word from God, everybody's sharing how they heard God's voice when they wanted to get married or when they wanted to choose their spouse and things like that. Um, How they saw some very, very, I mean, they had a very strong dream or they saw an angel. I mean, you just keep hearing these experiences and... You haven't had it. And because of that, some people get pressured to pull out of the circles because it's pressuring. Some people actually go home and start crying. And like, why haven't I heard from God? Like, God, am I not your child? Don't you love me the way you love them? why is it that they are the only ones we hear from him is there something about me that is wrong that you're not speaking to me or am i that sinful but i believe in you i have put my faith in you but i don't get it why are they hearing god's voice and i'm not hearing and that becomes a problem people get pressured over this i i come to realize this that people really get i mean very very pressured around this uh, i mean over this Particular situation, and you start doubting yourself as a believer. You start wondering, maybe you're not a believer enough because of what these people are sharing. But one thing, I mean, we get to that point where we start elevating some certain people with some. You give them some holy status, yeah, and you'd be like, "Oh, maybe this person is God's favorite. I'm not God's favorite." But the truth is, is this how God really, really intended it to be? Uh, is it true that God really chooses favourites apart from Christ? Does He really have subset certain people He speak to it? So what happens if you've never heard God's voice? Does that make you less of a believer? So I'm going to try to talk on this uh, today and see how far we can go with this and hopefully I can help us guide through because I've been through this pressure myself. And oftentimes when you're pressured like that, when you, if you talk to bump that pressure, you start making up stuff. You start making up voices that you heard that you never heard. Uh, you start because whatever you feed your mind with constantly, by the time you go to bed, you're gonna dream about it and you start making it into visions and you start hallucinating because you want to feel a mom. And that's not what Christ intended. To for you to be pressured into lying about what God says or if God never ever spoke to you. So uh Mm -hmm. and then also it we, uh, we need to be able to get to that balance of uh, did God really say to many of these people who say God said or who say they heard God's voice? Don't get me wrong, I believe God speaks through, or I, can be, I believe God can speak. Uh, we need to be able to go through this in scriptures and see how do we balance this. If I've never heard an audible voice or a sin, a vision, I, I usually most of the time don't see visions. I, honestly, personally, me, my spiritual walker, it's not like I see visions, but I know how God speaks to me and through me. but uh, might not be as dramatic as many people paint it, but, so let's go through scriptures. Does that make you less of a believer if you haven't heard His voice, if you haven't seen any vision, if you haven't had any dreams? Does that mean you're not God's favorite? Does that mean God doesn't love you? I think these are things that we need to see, so I will go through scriptures. Ah, so first, um, Hebrews chapter 1. If you have your Bible, you can open to Hebrews chapter 1, yeah. and yeah. Hebrews chapter one verse one. The Bible says, "In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways." Um, now, this is this is the book of Hebrews that is written to, I mean, the in, the Hebrew, uh, the Jews uh, who are scattered abroad, and then the writer is trying to encourage them as they're going through persecution. But in doing that, he's also trying to establish the supremacy of Christ Jesus. Now. He is now referring when he says forefathers he's referring to forefathers that is the ancient Jews the ancient Hebrews uh, before the New Testament and uh, the ancient the Israelites basically and he's saying to them that in those times God will speak to them through prophets now um, in the beginning in the book of Genesis we see a picture of Garden of Eden we see Eden where God and humans have this close connection I say humans because Adam could mean two things adam is the name of the first one but also adam also means mankind that is humankind so now in the book of genesis we see in the garden of eden there is some form of close relationship between between god and humans so in genesis 3 you see a situation where it says god was walking in the cool of the day and the garden cool of the day and you hear things like whatever name Adam gave to the animals was what God wanted and it was, it was it was accepted that way because there was a level of communion, colonia, with humanity that God had in the, in the garden. But then, after then, when when humans decided to disobey, Adam decided to disobey and chose to play God rather than take God's own uh, advice or God's own counsel and chose to decide what is right and what is wrong. And, the Bible says they were t- kicked out of the garden. But what the picture we see there is the fact that there was a disconnect between humans and God. There's that disconnect. That closeness wasn't there anymore. But when that happened, that was to protect man. But we're going to do this again in another Bible study, the, another topic that I'm going to discuss about that. Leaving the Garden of Eden or that picture of disconnection was actually to protect man. And so God made a promise to bring a seed. That would help them that would help to restore that form of relationship but it to be over time so first and foremost one thing you should see is at the beginning there was a relationship a communion with god and human humans and that's god's intention god and man can relate but then when man decides to disobey they lost that connection so when that connection got lost all through I mean, if you go through the progenesis and you keep seeing that it keeps getting worse, evil keeps getting worse and worse, and man continues to be evil over time, and that affects how God will communicate with them because sin is something God cannot take in. God cannot dwell in the presence of sin. So God and sin, they're like this. They're, they're like two opposites. Uh, I mean, they can't. They are polarized. They can never meet. So. And because of sin, God couldn't communicate, commune with man. So all through then, He would have to speak to um, uh, the Israelites through its selected individuals, like prophets, like kings, or uh, certain individuals that He would choose to speak through. And so, yeah, uh, why do we have Israel? Though, why is Israel as a nation peculiar to us as Christians? Because when God decides to uh, I mean promises or gives a prop- prophecy in Genesis chapter 3 that his seed will come and crush the head of the serpent of course if the seed was going to come if the Messiah was going to come in a man he'd have to come through a certain family we're also going to talk about this topic but for today we're talking about how to hear I mean hearing us for and what does that mean so when he promises that seed uh, that seed has to come through a human so definitely God has to choose It's certain, it cannot come through everybody in the world, so it has to come through a certain lineage, a certain lineage of humans that the seed will come through. And that's why he chose Abraham, and from Abraham we have Isaac, and from Isaac we have Jacob, and Israel, and then all the 12 tribes and all that. So in that line, the Israelites, or Israel as a nation became a representative of humanity through which God was going to reveal himself to the entire world. So Israel became that chosen nation through which the desire will come that will be a blessing through the world. So this is why the, the the story or the history of Israel as a nation is peculiar to us as believers because that's where we have the origin of all this revelation of God coming from. So in those times when Israel was selected as a nation, God would speak to them through prophets, uh, through selected individuals, through kings, in whichever ways I mean. would communicate with them. So, not everybody could hear the voice of God at that time. It had to be those whom God selected by himself or chose for himself. So, yeah, um, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, that in those times, he spoke in diverse ways to them through prophets. It could be. It was through dreams, through visions. Some of them saw visions. Uh, some of them heard voices. I mean, the voice of God. It was through angel. I mean, Moses actually spoke to God. I mean, he heard from God very directly. And this were. Uh, this was somebody God chose himself. So Abraham heard from God also. Uh, so yeah, he, you. This were selected people that God would speak through to the people. So, dreams, visions. He spoke to them in diverse ways in those times. Why? Because the, the, the humanity connection with God wasn't there, so he had to select a lot selected people to do this job. But then in Hebrews chapter 1, it also says, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed as heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. So, In those days, in ancient times, He spoke to them through prophets in ways, through selected people, selected individuals. But in these last days, He speaks to us through His Son, or He has spoken to us through His Son, which is Jesus Christ. What we see is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ at the point of his, I I mean, when He resurrected, Jesus tells us that He has come, He's coming to restore and redeem Bring us to that. Remember that picture I painted for you in the beginning that spoke of Genesis? Restore us to that same picture where man and God can now commune with one another directly. And these promises have been made all through the scriptures in Ezekiel and Isaiah, where God keeps saying that in the last days, I will put my spirit in our flesh and I will cause them to walk in my statutes. They wouldn't need anybody to teach them about God. For inside them, they will know God. They will be able to walk in my commandment because I will put my spirit inside of them. So that's, I mean, it's bringing us back to that beginning where God and man can now commune. And the way God did this is by putting his spirit in us. And that's what the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ achieved for us. We now have that person of God inside us now i need you to think about this i have the holy spirit which is of god by reason of putting my faith in christ jesus i have the holy spirit inside of me which means if i have the holy spirit inside of me it becomes easier to hear him it becomes easier to communicate with them. So God is no longer far off the way He was in the ancient Israel time, where they needed to. So some of them had to go seek for mediums so they could hear what God was saying. Even before kings would go to war, they would have to. Uh, I mean, they would have to go call a prophet and summon them and find out: Am I going to win or am I going to lose? But the Bible says He's coming close to His Son, and how is He to close to His Son? By, his, by the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, he has not given us his spirit inside of us. That's why Jesus was saying in the book of chapter 16 where he says, It is expedient for you, it is necessary for you that I go. Because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But by the time I go, that is, by the time he ascends or he resurrects, or he or rather when he ascends to God, the Holy Spirit will now be placed inside of us. So that's the new life that we now have in Christ Jesus. When we place our faith in him, we have a new life. And that new life means we have God's spirit inside of us. And it's a prophecy that he always said, even in the book of Joel, it says, in the last days I will pour out my spirit from all flesh. And we see that confirmation in the book of Acts chapter 2, when the apostles and the Disciples were praying, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit they they had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and there was an indwelling, a permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the lives of all the disciples. And after that, history began to be made. The church is set up. So, when we get born again, when we believe in Him, when we believe in Jesus Christ, we have His Spirit inside of us. If I have God's Spirit in me, then it means that. I even have more access than those who were without the Spirit inside in the ancient times we now as Christians are living in an era that is way better superior to the era that the ancient Israelites lived in they needed to consult but now we have God inside of us that's the Holy Spirit he lives in us he lives inside of us so first you understanding that is one of the first steps to getting this idea of God speaking to you. You have to repeat to yourself. Me being born again or being a Christian automatically means that I have God's Spirit in me, inside. I'm not far from God, first and foremost. I'm not far from Him. I know Him. In the book of John chapter 17, when Jesus was, before He was about to be crucified, and he says something. He says, Father, in verse 2, or verse 1, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. And in verse 2, he says, For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those who you have given him. Eternal life, it's a life that is resurrected. I mean, a life that is recreated in God. That's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. If anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed. There's a new creation that is done. But not like the old Christian, But now you now you have God's spirit. So you're recreated in God's spirit. Your physical nature changes, but there's something inside you that comes alive. It is your spirit to God. You're now able to commune and connect directly to God. So He says here um, to give eternal life to all those you have given Him. Now Jesus then says, "What is this eternal life?" Embodied. Now this is eternal life that they may know You, the only true God. And Jesus Christ only have said so. By having this eternal life, eternal life comes with this no, it's not just the knowledge, the word know here is not just the knowledge, uh, a mental asset, oh, I know God. No, it signifies a communion. They will know you, they will love you as the only true God. They will know you, they will love you, and also know the Messiah, which is Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So having God's spirit gives you an access to communion with God. In The book of Romans, Paul says, We have received the same spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba Father. By receiving his spirit, we cannot call God our Father because we have this sense of closeness with him. So, having that sense of closeness helps us as believers. Uh, so, honestly, I mean, understanding this basic is the first step to knowing whether. I mean how God speaks, or if you hear God's voice, or does that make you less something? a So, we now can call God our Father because we have a sense of closeness. So, by reason of Christ, there is that, that barrier that was once there is no longer there anymore. Jesus, being our perfect mediator an eternal mediator, has taken him with that barrier. We can now come boldly to the throne of grace because we have God living inside us. That's amazing. So, when You got born again. You have God's spirit in you. You get that? So God's spirit inside of you brings you a level of closeness with him. You need to understand this first before talking about hearing a voice or something before we delve into visions and dreams. Your belief in Christ puts God inside of you. And now you're close to him. You're not far anymore. The picture of the Garden of Eden has already started with you right there you didn't need to go to heaven right here right now by believing in him god's spirit is inside of you so you're, you're close to him now you know him you, i mean you understand that god is revealed to you in christ jesus so he's inside me praise god so now in first corinthians chapter 2 paul now trying to establish this now he says say something like this is amazing 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I think from verse 14, Um, from verse 10, it says, But God has revealed to us by Spirit. The Spirit searches all things even the deep things of God. But look at this now. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? Know that. Who knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? It's impossible for you to know what I'm thinking. If you don't have me, if you're not inside me, you could guess, but you can't really tell what I'm thinking. So I would know what I'm thinking because I'm inside me. So he says, who, who among men will know the thoughts of man except the man's spirit within? In the same way, look at this, no one knows the thoughts of God. I'm reading First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 now. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. One, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has really given us. So Paul tells us: first, I cannot do things of the man except I have his spirit. Now he says, in the same way, I can't know the things of God, except by having the Spirit of God. And now he then says, we have the Spirit of God. So if I have the Spirit of God, it means that I, as an individual, can now know the things of God. Unlike before, the ancient Israelites, where they would need to inquire, they would need to seek mediums. Now, as a believer, I can know the things of God. Because He has given me His Spirit. So I can have access to His thoughts. If you see further, he says, a man that doesn't have the Spirit, in verse 14, does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness, maybe. Why? Because he doesn't have the Spirit. He doesn't understand what God's thoughts are. He cannot understand them. But in verse 16, he says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The way we have the mind of Christ is because we have God's Spirit inside. So, what this means is, by having God's Spirit in you, you now have an access to Him. You have this closeness with Him. You can have access to His thoughts, to what He wants, as an individual. Please notice this, as a born-again believer, you have access to Him. You do, as an individual. So, we know the things of God, reveal the Like he says in Hebrews 11, 1-1, like I just said, God spoke to them through prophets, but now he has spoken to us through songs. So we have an access. We have access to God's ways, to God's thoughts as believers, because he is our father. That's it. So for this first episode, this is the first thing I just want to establish as basics before we go into the next. The basic here is God, by I mean by Jesus Christ coming down, coming as a Messiah, as man, died for us, spared, resurrected, that we may have a new life, and that new life is not just longevity; it's also connection, communion, and fellowship that we may know Him, and by reason of us placing our faith in Him. We have his spirit inside of us. So like then, when they were far away, now we're close. So the picture of God of Eden is restored. You have God's spirit inside you. Take a moment to pause and think about that as an individual. You have God's spirit already living inside you. And in First Corinthians, it tells us we have access to God's thoughts and God's mind. So which means i as an individual can hear from god i as an individual can hear him speak i can know his thoughts because his spirit is inside of me so now in the next episode i'm not going to talk about how do i hear him speak what does it mean to hear him speak do i need to hear a voice what does it mean when he's inside of me what do you mean i have access to god's thoughts we're going to talk about this more in the next episode but i just wanted to lay this down first you have a closeness with god that the people of old did not have you have a beautiful access to the almighty creator of the universe by having his spirit inside you that's amazing take a moment to think about that or you could say to yourself i'm a believer god's spirit lives inside you so, I have access to his thoughts. I have access to his mind. I can know the things of God because he lives in me. And whatever he does, I can know because he lives in me. So, yeah, I hope you had a good time with this person. So, the next one will try to go further into how we hear the voice. I hope this makes sense to you. All right, then. If you did like, share, whatever you can, share with people, take a note. And also, if you have any question, whatever you think, uh, whatever topics you want me to talk about, send across to the page and we'll try to address it. And in the next um, more episodes, from we're gonna have uh, different guests. Like I said, I promise you, we're gonna have different people talk about different things. So yeah, have a wonderful, wonderful new year. Yeah, happy new year, guys. Have a wonderful new year. I'll see you in the next episode.